Welcome to Relationships Unraveled. I'm Miranda, and I am here to help you unravel your relationships and live the life you were created for. Together, we are going to learn and grow in how to navigate the many relationships that make up our lives. We're going to do this by having conversations that go below the surface. So let's shock the norm. Let's try something different and start discovering the next step forward as we talk through life together. God created us for relationships, so it's no surprise that we learn best how to navigate them together. Hi guys, welcome to the Relationships Unraveled podcast. This week, we are going to talk about a topic that is one of two topics that I think, and that's just my opinion, affects and impacts our relationships more than anything else. And the two things are codependencies and boundaries. And I think they go hand in hand in managing each other. So today I want to tackle codependencies. I know when I used to hear that word, I would think of needy people. I mean, that's just my honest, that's me being honest. I used to hear codependent and I thought, oh man, that's someone who's really needy. Okay, so there's that. Now I will say you might have that opinion. I don't know what opinion you have on codependency, but I want to unravel that with you today, break it down and learn something new. Again, the goal of this whole podcast is to hear something and then feel a little bit equipped more than you were when you first got here with some new understanding and being encouraged to go out and try something new in your relationships. That's the whole point of the podcast. So today we're going to talk about codependency and what that means for all of us. Now, I will say that my thought of it being someone who's needy drastically changed when I started learning about myself. But I want to give you this example and share that with you about myself because I think it opens our minds up to accepting and acknowledging that we're all codependent in some area of our life, but our personality plays into this. Now, my belief into why we're all codependent in some way is that I believe that we were created by God and that Jesus saves us and that we are created to deeply depend on Jesus. Okay, that's my belief. And because we are created to deeply depend on Jesus until we connect with that deep need that we all were created with, we are like little buffering souls. Think of like a computer screen or your phone when it's trying to connect. It just buffers. Think of that little circle that just keeps going around and around. I think that's what our souls are doing until we find and connect with the deep need and dependency we were made to have on Jesus. If we don't find it there and until we find it there, We will buffer and buffer and try to fill that need with dependencies on other people. Okay. And I think that this is my thought on why we're codependent. But if you disagree with that and you're not a believer, that's okay. I think we can all still learn something from today's show about codependency and start acknowledging it in our lives and noticing it. Okay. That's always the first step with anything. Acknowledge it and notice it. Be open to the fact that it exists. So codependency in a nutshell is basically like anytime you feel like I'm not okay if you're not okay, or I am okay if you're okay, or you don't need to be too okay because then I won't be okay. 
It is any time that how you're doing hinges on another person. That is a codependency. So anytime that how you're doing hinges on another person. I made up that definition. That's not scientific or anything like that. That's just kind of the way that I see codependency in my brain. And so it's also the way I've experienced it. And now going back to the whole needy thing, I used to think, well, that's only for needy people. I'm not needy. I'm strong and independent. So I'm not a codependent person. I don't really care what people think very much. And I am fine, you know, but can I tell you something? So I want to give you two examples of how codependency can look because we're not codependency in all the same places. We can exhibit it in certain areas of our life and then we cannot exhibit it in a lot of other areas of our life. And it looks different for all of us. Okay. But take two personality types. Let's just go with two personality types. So someone like me, more strong, independent, honest, my desire is to have control, right? That's kind of my bend, if you will. That's what I struggle with, how to get control and keep control. That is in my nature. That's something that I have to navigate for the rest of my life because it's my sinful nature to control. So I might think I'm not codependent, but let me tell you what it looks like in a controlling personality. It would be if you are bent toward needing control, your codependencies are going to look more of like, I'm not okay if you don't do what I say. So if I offer you advice or if I help you, if you're a child and I tell you to do something, you better do it because if you don't, then I'm not okay. But I'm not sad or mad. I'm just angry, right? I'm angry. So it looks like I'm not needy. But in reality, that was me being needy. If I am needing you to do something to make me feel okay, then I am depending on you to feel good. That is codependency. So even if you feel strong and independent, you still can experience codependency. It just doesn't look needy. It looks angry. (laughs) Another example is take someone who maybe they're very insecure. Maybe they are really, really worried about what other people think, this person will experience it and it will look more like your stereotypical needy codependency. They might be really worried about what I do and how I'm doing hinges on if somebody likes me or if they're happy with me. And so that is another example of like any time how you're doing depends on someone else, their response, their reaction, that is codependency. So I think that we all struggle with codependency. Again, that belief comes from the fact that we're created to deeply depend on Jesus. Therefore, we all have a need to depend. And until we find that dependency in Jesus, we will constantly search for it in other people. Okay, this is not something that goes away once we find Jesus. I mean, I still struggle with codependent behaviors. I think as long as we're in human form, we're going to struggle with this. And that's okay. I think there's a a level of acknowledging that and accepting that that makes it manageable versus trying to just totally get rid of it and outrun it, right? So we're aiming to acknowledge, accept, and learn to navigate versus eradicate. So this is what it is. And I want to give you an analogy to go with. And I'm going to use the analogy for the rest of the show about why these codependencies 
impact our relationships so much. Because if you'll remember at the beginning of the show, I said, I think it's one of the top two problems that we face in our relationships is boundaries and codependencies. And I believe they work hand in hand. So today taking codependencies, if codependency were a spider web, okay? So what I want you to do, I want you to think about one relationship. I want you to focus on one relationship as you listen to this and try to pick a relationship that what they do affects you. Okay. What they do affects you. So it could be your kids. It could be your spouse, whatever it is, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you pick what matters to you because that's going to help you the most. It has to impact your life for it to, for it to help. So think about that relationship. You got it. Now, Pretend like you and that other person have this spider web building underneath you. Okay. You have this web that's growing underneath you. Every single time you exhibit a codependent behavior, the web gets built better and better. So another layer and another layer every time you exhibit codependent behavior. So what's, what's happening is you are codependent on someone and they usually in turn are codependent on you. That's how it works. So you're building this very sticky spider web underneath the relationship and it kind of carries the relationship. It's what it's built on. It's built on this sticky web and the web gets thicker and thicker and stronger and stronger and stickier and stickier over time. Okay. The reason that codependency is such a problem because I mean, yeah, so what you, you depend on people. That's fine. But when it's codependency to the level that it's unhealthy, I want to go with the spider web analogy because I think it really does portray why it's such a problem. So you have this web that's carrying the relationship. When their relationship experiences a failure, and it will, they all do, right? That's what life's all about. That's why this podcast exists, because relationships are hard and they fail and we've got to learn how the heck to navigate them. And so think about this. When the other person fails in the relationship, think of it like a fall, okay? What the web does that's developed underneath the relationship is it catches the falls, okay? It catches them. And you might think, well, that's good. You know, you have this safety net, right? But don't forget, the web's very sticky. So you tend to get stuck in these patterns. The other person falls. You've got these codependent behaviors built. The web catches them. Therefore, this is the problem with it. The only way for us to change is to experience some kind of pain. Okay, there's got to be a level of pain or we don't change because when things are great, what motivation do we have to change anything? No, it's great. We're going to just ride that wave as long as we can until we hit another pain point in life. So if God calls us to a life of always evolving and transforming and sanctifying, meaning we're just, the goal in life is to continue to give parts of ourselves away so that we can become more like Christ, which is who we're created to be like in his image. The only way to do that is to continuously change. Well, when we're dependent upon other people instead of Jesus, we get stuck in these webs and they catch us so quickly when we have a failure that we don't change because we feel no pain. We land in this super cush, 
web of codependency that we've built and we've worked very hard to build. And we're very proud of those nets, those webs, right? But the problem is they're sticky, which means we get stuck in these patterns and then we can't get out. And eventually we get tired of it and we don't know how to stop the codependency. So a good example of this would be, I'm going to go with something super simple. Okay, just for, just to keep it super simple. All right. So say you have, I'll go with an example from my own, my own experience. Okay. Say you have a child who never gets their shoes on, never gets their shoes on. So all you do every time you leave the house is you run around and you holler out. You need to get your shoes on. You never have your shoes on. We're running late. You gotta have your shoes. Where are your shoes? You probably don't even know where they are. And it's just this every time, this constant thing. And the problem is you're getting angry, right? Because how you're doing depends on the child getting their shoes or not. So that means that every time you do this cycle, your web that's carrying you in that child's relationship is getting thicker and thicker. So when the child doesn't have their shoes, this web of codependency catches them. You get their shoes for the sake of time. You leave their shoes in the car for the sake of your sanity. You remind them 85 times a day to get their shoes, right? This is this web that's growing. So when they forget their shoes, they have zero pain. Besides maybe having to hear you nag them, but that's normal because that's what we're doing every day. We're nagging, right? That's how the codependencies build. So think about that. If they forget their shoes or they get in the car without shoes and your codependent web is there to catch them, how motivated will they be the next time they leave the house to get their own shoes? They won't be. They'll be like, oh, I don't need to worry about my shoes. She worries about it way more than I do. So I'm good. Okay, this is a very simple example, but this extends to so many areas of our life, right? But if you take the web out, if you break that codependency down, you're going to say, hey, don't forget your shoes. You're going to say it one time, and then you're going to allow them to fail. You're going to allow them to forget their shoes. You're going to allow them to not have shoes. You're going to allow them to not have their favorite shoe or to, you know, step on a sticker burr or something that cuts their foot because then they will get their shoes and put them on when they leave that house. But they will not do it as long as there's a nice cushy web to catch them. But the reason the web being sticky is a problem is because if you have this web in place where you care about the shoes more than the child does, they're never going to learn how to take responsibility for their own actions. And they're never going to feel enough pain around it to change anything, which means they're going to get stuck in this web. And you're really just enabling them to stay the same. So that is the paradox of codependency. We are working so hard to create something different when in reality, all we're doing is making sure by enabling that everything stays the same. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And when I realized that for so many of my my problems that I was having in my life, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm working myself overtime to make a change in someone else, which we can't even do. And all it's doing is creating a safety net for that person so that they never have to change. And this is where boundaries come in. The antidote to codependency is boundary. 
And I want to do another show on boundaries because I feel like that's something really important that we talk about a lot, but I don't know that we know how to to set them well and with the right motivation. So I definitely want to have another episode about boundaries. But for now, what I want for us to start doing is noticing where we have these codependencies and a really good place to start. This is a really good place to start. I think it worked for me really well when I was starting to notice these patterns in my life. I would start to notice what changes my mood, what changes how I'm doing. And anytime a change in how I'm doing is brought upon me because of someone else's behavior, that's a codependency. You hear it all the time. Well, I wouldn't have got mad. You made me mad. That's why I got mad. No, we're responsible for our own behavior and everybody else is responsible for their own behavior. And that is precisely how codependencies begin. And then, like I said, this web is built, the relationship fails, the web catches them. We think that's great, but in reality, it's sticky and it causes us to stay stuck in that pattern. This is it, a codependency in a nutshell. What I hope that you take away from this episode is that this is not the way we're meant to live in relationship. This is not it. This causes us anxiety and exhaustion and anger and sadness and striving and all these things that God never intended for us to carry around that pressure. And so what I would propose to you is to start noticing the areas you are codependent. And instead of saying, well, I'm not codependent, you know, I get that because I resisted that as well. When I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, right. That's not me. Like, I don't need anybody. I'm good. I'm like super independent. And I don't, codependent is like the last word I would use to describe myself. But then when I started learning more about it and learning more about myself and actually looking for it, you know, it really creeped up in quite a few places, but it did look very different from how other people I know are codependent. So the goal is to first acknowledge and accept, hmm, I wonder how I exhibit codependency in my life. Start looking around, start noticing, and then just start to entertain the idea of, okay, I've got this web built with my kids, my spouse, my sister, my mom, my dad, whatever, start looking into how that web is enabling you both to stay the same instead of evolving into the people God's called you to become, in the relationship evolving into what God has planned for the relationship. These are the things that codependency prohibits. That is It just limits everything God has for us to experience in our relationship. It really limits it. Because by building this web under our relationships, we are trying to carry the relationship ourselves apart from God, right? Apart from trusting. We're trying to do it. We have these ways built in that we do it. Now, I will say, once you start identifying these, undoing these webs is very tricky, can be very challenging. And I will also do an episode on undoing the webs as well. But for now, for today, let's start with noticing. Hmm, where am I codependent? What does it look like in my life? What webs have I built that I thought were serving the relationship when in reality, it's enabling things to stay exactly as they are? The very things that I want to change so desperately, I'm actually enabling. I'm actually making sure that they don't change. Because there's no pain felt, because our web is catching us left and right. Start there, see what you notice, jot it down, 
I would just make a note in your phone or keep a little notebook open on your bar or wherever you spend a lot of time and just reflect on yourself and your life and what you're contributing to your life. It's a good place to start. I hope you make some cool discoveries and that you learn something new about yourself. And I look forward to continuing this conversation on boundaries as well as how to undo these webs, which all that intercedes together, like setting boundaries and undoing the web. That literally is the whole idea. That's the process that you go through. And so I'm going to do an episode on that too. But thanks for being here. And I am looking forward to meeting you again here next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Relationships Unraveled podcast. If you love the episode, please share it on social media and be sure to tag me. Find me at Miranda Kirk and let's continue the conversation. I hope you'll tune in again next week.